This is WQA Radio, a podcast from the Water Quality Association, the leading voice of the water treatment industry. And hello, I'm your host, Wes Bleed. The goal is that business owner, that they can look at that quickly without spending a lot of time, get a quick understanding of where they are in their business and move on and, and work on their business rather than in the business. That's Kurt Rickoff, owner of Rickoff and Associates, one of the speakers at the upcoming WQA Business Bootcamp, taking place April 26th in Las Vegas, one day after the WQA convention and exposition. Learn more at wqa.org convention. And welcome to another episode of WQA Radio, news and insights about residential, commercial, and industrial water treatment. Find us at wqa.org and on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram. This is podcast number 115. If you're a first-time listener, welcome. You can subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. In this episode, we'll hear from Kurt about what small business owners need to know when it comes to profit and loss statements and how to have both a profit and money in the bank. Later, we'll have a regulatory update from Kathleen Foltz, and we'll check in with Susan Keaton at the WQA convention desk. Now on to my conversation with Kurt Rickoff on WQA Radio. And Kurt, it is great to have you on WQA Radio. Thank you for joining us today. Well, thank you for having me. It's a, it's a pleasure and an honor to be here. Let's talk a little bit about your company, Rickoff & Associates. You're in the St. Louis area, downstate Illinois. What do you do? What, what kinds of services do you offer? Well, we, uh, we offer a full, full tilt accounting program and service to small businesses. Uh, we, we take care of their monthly bookkeeping, their accounting and tax, uh, along with payroll, with using our sister company, Payroll Central. Um, my wife actually runs that company while uh, her and I both own the companies together. The business actually was started by my parents back in 1974. My dad took a leap of faith and bought uh, a group of accounts from his father's accountant. My grandfather ran a small tavern in Albers, Illinois, and my dad got to know his accountant really well and ended up buying his first group of accounts from him starting the, the family business a long time ago. As I tell everyone, uh, we started in 1974, but no, it was not me. It was my parents, uh, no matter uh, how, how old you think I am. I was around, and I uh, really developed my passion for helping small business through that, growing up in a small business, seeing the impact uh, we have in our firm and my parents had and, and their teams throughout the years. Uh, helping other small businesses grow and be successful. Well, we are very glad that you're going to be involved with the WQA Business Boot Camp and one of the key presenters. And you're talking about planning for profitability, and I guess that makes sense, that uh, if you own a business, you'd want to be profitable, right? Certainly. Uh, do you not only want to be profitable, but uh, you got to plan for it. Uh, it just doesn't happen uh, by, by circumstance or happenstance. Uh, you you got to plan for it. it you know, uh, sometimes small businesses become profitable by chance and then 
continue to grow, but then without planning, implode. Uh, that's why planning from the beginning really helps, but it's never too too late to start planning for this profitability. You know, companies like Apple and and Microsoft uh, didn't get to the size they are without a, a great deal of planning. Not that uh, we're suggesting uh, we're going to do that, but uh, it, a small business needs to do just as much, if not more, planning. All right. Well, that kind of give us a, a couple of highlights here. What do you mean by planning for profitability then? Well, there's you know, all the way down to simple tax planning. You know, you, you, you run all year, you're working so hard, many small business owners, you know, it's definitely not an eight to four job. They're working 10, 10 hour days or, you know, six, seven days a week. And then they work hard all year, get, get to the end of the year to file their taxes and find out they owe a lot of money. And they've already spent that money or had that money earmarked for something else, so they didn't plan ahead for that. Um, along with other potential costs and expenses in a business, you got to be planning ahead um, for that profit, if there is profit. Also, planning to get to that profitable point is looking at your numbers, determining what your pricing may, may need to be. You can't simply just randomly pick pricing, but you can use your, your direct costs and things like that to determine your pricing, um, You know, not just basing it on what your competitors are doing. That, that right there, uh, Kurt, seems to me to be a very, very significant point that may be worth the price of admission to boot camp all on its own, and that is how to set your rates and prices. It, 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 it certainly could be, West. You know, um, it's one of the most difficult uh, parts of a business at times, depending on what they're doing. You know, it, it's a little easier for a, you know, small retail shop. You know, they know what their direct costs are rather easy. But if you get into, a, you know, where there's service involved, installation or anything like that, it's a lot more difficult. And if you're just basing your pricing on, on your competitors, you're finding out that, you know, you're underpricing. You're not uh, pricing high enough to where you have enough to cover your other expenses, uh, which we call the contribution margin in, in, in our geeky uh, accounting talk. <laughs> but, uh, you know, you, you do have to set that price so that you can cover your other costs, not just your cost of your products and your labor. But as you mentioned, it's very tempting to price based on what the competitor is pricing out there. And, and how do you know that that you're, you know, you're in line with with your competition, but at the same time, you're uh, you're true to your own costs. It, it's difficult. Uh, I get caught up in that in our own firm, and it's more, you know, kind of a do as I say, not as I do. And I catch myself over the years back pricing. I'm like, oh, okay, we'll do it cheaper, and then I step back and go, no, we're going to do it better, not cheaper. Um, but you, when you find out what your competitors, most industries you can kind of get an idea because you're running against your competitors' uh, pricing. Uh, but you got to really dig in, find out how they're pricing, if they're being successful, and build that value for your customers, uh, why you might be a few dollars more, and lay that out. It takes a little more uh, energy, a little more effort, if you will, at times. But uh, when you do, you're, you'll see the, the difference and reap the rewards uh, plentiful and exponentially on the bottom line. 
We're talking with Kurt Rickoff, who is the owner of Rickoff & Associates in the St. Louis area. He'll be one of the business speakers at the WQA Business Boot Camp coming up in Las Vegas on April 26th. And you can register and learn more by going to wqa.org slash bootcamp or wqa.org slash convention. So one of the things, Kurt, you talk about is that you don't have to be a CPA to understand a profit loss statement. So what should you know? Well, what you need to do is, is take it down and, and look at the smaller pieces, if you will. Don't, don't look at a profit and loss and go, oh, my gosh, I don't understand it, and ignore it. So one of the, that's parts what I'm going to talk about is breaking that down. What should a, a small business owner look at that, that you don't have to you know, be a, a CPA to understand? So we're going to take out small things um, like the gross profit. What is that gross profit? And, and understanding that um, and the percentages and what that means. Um, again, and maybe some KPIs, key performance indicators. So the goal is that business owner, that, that, that they can look at that quickly without spending a lot of time, get a quick understanding of where they are in their business and move on and, and work on their business rather than in the business. You raise the point that uh, one can have a profit, but then literally have no money in the bank. And I'm, I'm curious if you could flesh that out just a bit. Sure. Uh, this is one of the things that, uh, as a small business consultant over the years, and I learned rather quickly when I came to work for my parents years ago, when I'd sit across from clients and, and tell them through their tax planning process that, oh, you know, you have a, a nice profit this year, and they look at you like, how can I have profit? I don't have any money in the bank. Well, what that is, potentially their profit and loss, their, their income statement shows a profit, but that doesn't take into account uh, debt service. So if they have debt on the books and those principal payments that they're paying the bank doesn't show up on the profit and loss because they've already deducted that what they borrowed the money for, perhaps in a prior year, things like that. Also, they're, depending on their entity, the way they take money out for themselves might not be reflected in that profit and loss. For instance, a, a partnership, or, or years ago, a sole proprietors were more pop, uh, popular, and, and we've talked to them. Well, they're taking their money out, and it's not showing on the profit and loss. So they might have taken all the profits out, if you will, but it's not showing. So they might have a $50,000 profit and they've taken $50,000 out and they still owe tax on that 50000 Is that one of the main things that, um, that, that business owners get wrong when it comes to finance or, or would you throw in a, one or more other uh, points? It, it certainly is. It's one of, you know, as small business owners run, some of them tend to run by their bank account or drive or, or, or plan via bank account. Well, the bank's got money. I'm good to go. Uh, the bank doesn't have money. What's going on? How can I profit? No big deal. I, I don't owe taxes. But certainly flying by the seat of the pants is, is probably the, the, the biggest thing that small business owners do get wrong. They think they can't afford uh, some help and advice in that area. So they just kind of go about it their own way. Or they're just so caught up in the weeds of their business they feel like they don't have time to dig into the numbers and they're not as important. So definitely one of the biggest issues. And then the tax planning. So suddenly they have this tax bill. We've gotten clients over the years that one of them called it tax Mageddon. It was a group of doctors and suddenly their, their accountant wasn't keeping them abreast. And in March told them they owed like $80,000. 
well, there wasn't $80,000 in the bank, so they called the tax again. It took them a couple years to pay that off. So, you know, they thought they were doing great, but again, no planning, kind of flying by the seat of their pants, got them in trouble. Well, Kurt, you're touching on many of the points I think our uh, our dealers and others who are going to be attending WQA Business Boot Camp will be interested in hearing more about and hearing you get to some of the details and and uh, sharing uh, some of the strategies and tips that uh, can uh, can work in their favor. And, you know, the Business Boot Camp came out of the discussions that our dealers and others had about you know i do know the water industry i understand what what i have to do to install this equipment but maybe need a little bit more help running the business and so that's where we know that this is going to be uh this is going to be very very helpful but let me conclude with one question and that is what's what's one uh, takeaway perhaps that attendees will be hearing more about at boot camp Oh, great. Uh, sure. Well, one thing I want to say is the first time I, I was, you know, talk, inquired, they inquired about me talking, I, I checked into your boot camp and this boot camp, and I thought, what a phenomenal idea, because we do see this, you know, in different industries, they, they, these small business owners are great what they do, if it's water, if it's restaurants, et cetera, et cetera, but they don't ever have this opportunity so i mean uh, kudos to this association for putting together something like this and the dealers that attend and, and really get involved so uh just a phenomenal idea but but the takeaway that i'm hoping that that i want them to take away from this is kind of what i touched on don't get overwhelmed with the numbers but don't ignore them so i want to give them those nuggets that when they leave they go back into their business they feel comfortable looking at their finances looking at their numbers but not being stressed out thinking oh my gosh i got to spend a whole hour every month or an hour a week doing this no let's let's strip this down to the meaningful numbers that you can look at daily weekly monthly to help you run your business and be, remain profitable. But also, the next step in that is, by learning that, it's gonna make their conversations with their accountant more productive and efficient, which is gonna save them time and money as well. So if they have the right questions to ask their accountant, and when they sit down with their accountant, that meeting is gonna be more productive as well. And, and because they're gonna be talking about their profitability and their planning, and they're gonna know their numbers, and, and I'll say, throw my industry under the bus a little bit, but challenge their accountants a little bit. Say, hey, you know, yeah, I know what my profit is. Don't sit here and tell me that. I get that. Help me. What What are we going to do? You know, help, help me to the next level. Get these businesses to that next level and use their accountant a little bit for, you know, what they're capable of helping them with. So challenging our industry a little bit. <laughs> Hey, it sounds fantastic, Kurt, and I'm so glad that you were able to spend a few minutes with us here on WQA Radio to set the stage for your presentation at the upcoming WQA Boot Camp. Oh, I appreciate you having me. As you can tell, I'm very excited about uh, about the opportunity, not just to, to talk about it, but get to talk about one of my favorite subjects, which is small businesses and helping them out. All right, that's Kurt Rickoff, owner of Rickoff & Associates in the St. Louis area. He'll be with us at WQA's Business Boot Camp coming up April 26th in Las Vegas, right at the conclusion of the WQA Convention and Exposition. This is Kathleen Foltz, WQA's Global Regulatory and Government Affairs Manager with your regulatory update. 
This year, Health Canada has updated its drinking water guideline to reduce the maximum acceptable concentration, or MAC, for lead in drinking water from 10 parts per billion to 5 parts per billion. In March, the agency published a guideline technical document on their website with additional resources. You can visit WQA.org's Government Affairs page to read our monthly Government Affairs update. I'm Kathleen Foltz for WQA Radio. How about an early morning run down the Las Vegas Strip? I'm Susan Keaton with the WQA Convention Update. If you're a runner or a walker coming to the WQA Convention and Expo, you won't want to miss the WQRF Run Walk for Research 5K. Begins at 6.30 a.m. on Thursday, April 25th, right outside the Wynn Las Vegas, and the course runs right down the middle of the world's most famous adult playground. Near Treasure Island and the Hard Rock Cafe, you'll turn around and head right back to the Wynn. All that in a t-shirt. And best of all, your participation helps raise funds for the Water Quality Research Foundation. You can sign up for the 5K when you register for convention at wqa.org convention. If you've already registered for the convention, and good for you if you have, just get the badge number from your original registration so you can log back on at that registration page and select the 5K Run Walk for Research under your add-on items. And don't forget to give us your t-shirt size, too. While you're adding items to your convention registration, you can also add on the WQA Business Boot Camp on Friday, April 26. Also taking place at the Wynn, it's a day-long intensive training in all aspects of running a water treatment business. You'll learn about reading profit loss statements, hiring and inspiring a team, and developing leaders on your staff. More details on that are at wqa.org bootcamp. And again, remember that more details about the 5K, the education schedule, boot camp, and other aspects of the convention are always available at wqa.org convention. I'm Susan Keaton for WQA Radio. Thanks for listening to WQA Radio, news and insights about residential, commercial, and industrial water treatment. Remember, you can subscribe to WQA Radio on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. Just search for WQA Radio, then hit subscribe. Each new podcast will appear in your podcast catcher or podcast player automatically each week. That's the magic of podcasting. And be sure to rate and review the podcast as well. Learn more about water at WQA.org and learn more about WQA product certification, professional certification, and how you can become a member at WQA.org. This is Wes Bleed. So long from WQA Radio. WQA Radio.